Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Well, hello there and welcome to another Senior Times podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now for something different. My favourite Mediterranean destination is Malta. I mean, what's not to like? Great weather, beaches, lots of history and culture, five-star hotels and restaurants, fabulous food and, wait for it, excellent wine. While it's not being known as a wine route destination, I believe that's about to change, as the archipelago is rapidly becoming one of Europe's most promising emergent wine regions. Now, my recent visit did not allow me to visit the half dozen or so wineries I would have liked to check out, but I did follow my nose and I chose the one whose wines appeared on the wine list of the best restaurants I visited and whose quality really impressed me. Now, that winery is called Meridiana, and I'm delighted to welcome Carl Chakuchi. I've pronounced that wrong. I think, uh, the estate manager, to chat today about Malta's emerging wine industry. So, Carl, you're very welcome. And uh, perhaps you can just give people a short overview of the wine industry in Malta. Sure. Hi, Mary. First of all, thank you for having me on your on your podcast. Um, uh, so, yes, basically, uh, in Malta, we we've actually have been producing wine for about 2,000 years um, uh, since, since the Phoenicians were here um, back in 810 before Christ. Um, uh, somehow, as a Mediterranean island, um, until a few years ago, we, we, we were just producing wine. Um, for some reason, quality wasn't um, of, of much importance. Back in 1994, when, when we started planting our vineyards, um, and, the, and our intention was very, very clear that we wanted to produce um, high-quality wines, as a matter of fact, Meridiana's logo um, is world-class wines of Maltese character. And so that was our in, that was our intention right away. Um, uh, when we started planting, the other producers um, started following suit um, uh, and and started planting vineyards in a more, let's say, in a more professional way to, to be able to produce great grapes to have much better wines. T- tell me, what I think is interesting is the, the, the actual the actual vineyard it's it's 19 hectares and it's 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 on a reclaimed airfield that was used during the second world war which i think is interesting but obviously the terroir is very good because you wouldn't be producing such great wine i have to say what drew me to you in the very beginning was that beautiful chardonnay called isis which i had in the first restaurant i had dinner in and it was so gorgeous i loved it chardonnay is my favorite white grape obviously and merlot is my favorite red and both the merlot and the, and, the, and the Chardonnay that you produced were really standout wines. So, uh, yes, as you as you well said, uh, Meridiana uh, measures in total 19 hectares, 17 and a half of planted vineyards. We, uh, it is, it is as you said, planted on what used to be one of the three military airfields um, of the, 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 um, used by the Royal Air Force during the Second World War. Um, we had three airfields. One was in Lua, the old airport, um, Kirkop, and Ta'ali. Ta'ali was of particular importance also because it was also very close to the to the to the to the Royal Naval Hospital which is which is up in Imtarfa which is the hill opposite uh, Malta's old capital in Dina 
the the benefits the benefits of um, of the airfield was um, the the land being totally flat. When we got the land, there was also there was already some sort of agricultural activity. They were just growing wheat on it. So this this was back in the 80s after after there was no more military base in Malta. And we obviously had to bring in much more soil and prepare the land to, to, to grow grapes on it. However, one thing that helped a lot um, is the fact that the British had built a water drainage system. Oh, excellent. Um, so this, this does help a lot for the quality, especially of the red grapes. We, let's say, now we cultivate... Um, f- five different varieties here: two whites and uh, and and three reds. Um, so so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing. Um, one thing which is of particular interest is that even though we're only talking about 19 hectares, um, Meridiana is Malta's largest single vineyard. Isn't that just to give you an idea, Just to give you an idea of the limited uh, space <laughs> and yeah, area. I, I know that, that you is. also have some local growers who grow grapes for you. So, I mean, that's yes. good for, for well, obviously helping local employment and local farmers. How do you actually manage that? Yes, so basically we work with, we work with approximately 14 farmers. I believe they are 14 um, uh, who all together cultivate land which is half the size of Meridiana. So, so you can appreciate the amount of running around um, visiting farmers, um, uh, like giving them consultation, which is part of our agreement with them. We, we basically want our farmers to give us the best produce possible. Of course. Um, it, also in the best quantity possible. So it is an agreement where everybody's happy. The more grapes they get, the more money they earn. And the more mm-hmm. grapes they bring, the more bottles of wine we can produce. Um, we work very closely with our farmers. So if they have any problem, they give us a call. We go to visit. We we recommend what kind of um, uh, fertilizers to use. The 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 the, the percentages. How many um, uh, depending on the size of the land and depending on the situation. Um, and then the most important thing is that we decide when to pick the grapes. So grape maturity um, is entirely up to our winemaker um, to 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 decide. Um, uh, all farmers are very, very close to Meridiana's estate because, um, as you saw when you visited, our winery is very small. Yes. So we don't we don't have the luxury to to harvest grapes um, coming from various microclimates with different maturity times. So we need to we need to pick the grapes from the farmers in the same in the same few days to be yeah. able to to vinify them together. That's a good thing, though, isn't it, Carl? Because it gives a bit of kind of continuity. And uh, also you can make sure that, well, all the grapes are handpicked, I know, but they don't have to travel long distances and they don't have a completely different terroir, which makes it more exactly. difficult. So that's kind exactly. of a positive thing, isn't it? Yes. I mean, mo- most most of the terroir locally is pretty rich in limestone. Um, uh, then you have some areas where basically, like, for example, at Meridiana, we also have some clay below below the soil um, uh, some other some areas have a redder soil rather than the more brownish grayish um, sandy type which you which you find in the areas with closer proximity to the sea i mean closer proximity meridiana as we discussed is in the center of the island it's only yes. seven kilometers away from the sea yes. but we consider our, we consider ourselves to be far from the sea do you <laughs> exactly. have any growers in gozo by the way um no no we we never we 
we never dealt with farmers in Gozo. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, it, it's, I mean, there is a particular reason why. So basically, in Malta, we have uh, in Malta we have three denominations, three PDO, two, two PDOs actually, and one PGI. So you have Doc Malta, Doc mm-hmm. Gozo, and IGT Maltese Islands. Now, all all eleven labels produced by Meridiana all have the highest PDO, so they're all they're all Doc Malta. Yes. Um, um, if you um, if you buy grapes from from Gozo, you're buying them from a different region. Yes. So basically, if we mix Maltese grapes with Gozitan grapes, we would lose the Doc Malta. Okay. So we would either have to we would either have to create a brand new label with a wine entirely made of Gozitan grapes to have a Doc Malta, or else we'll have to sort of go a step down in PDO classification. Another thing to say is that it's pretty difficult keeping keeping an eye on on uh, on farmers with vineyards and Gozo unless you have a person who is based there. Of course, and because it's a different every time every time you have to drive up north, which for us again uh, driving forty five minutes and getting a twenty minute ferry is a long long way yeah. away from work. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Uh, so it would be let's say it's not an ideal situation for us. No, I can understand that. And getting back to the original point, once once you have everything very close, you have a sameness and a unity about it. Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, make sure to select seat-only reservation free travel scheme and pay just €2 per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. Actually, it was interesting what you said about the British Army and the water, um, the water base, uh, which is obviously important because it gets very hot in Malta in the summer. You harvest in August. I was just wondering, because because of the heat and climate change and all of that, have you found that over the last decade or so? Has that altered the harvest because of climate change? You're worrying about the grapes ripening too quickly? First of all, it's important to know that in our part of Europe, we are allowed to use drip irrigation yes um, because obviously it doesn't rain enough and you get seasons when the last rain comes in the middle of March um, and then you don't get a drop of water until the very disrupting rain of September we don't because in September we're in the middle of harvest and rain only creates problems um, so yes as you rightly said we'll start harvest um, uh, at the beginning of August 
There is an occasional freak year when you start in the last week of July, but usually we start between the 2nd and the 7th of August, more or less, so first week. If it doesn't rain, by the end of September, we should be done with all the reds as well. But it always rains a bit in August or in September, so we're always slowed down slightly. So many times we get into the first week, uh, let's say up to the 10th of October. In the last few years, I would say date of commencement of harvest has been pretty constant. Where we saw the effect of climate change was in our cellars. Really? Where, That's interesting. Where in our in our underground cellars, which are only four meters below ground. Um, however, we noticed that uh, since um, five, six years ago, we do not manage anymore to maintain um, a 15 degrees temperature in our temperature in the, in the warmer months, in July and in August. Uh, for this reason, when we updated our, our, our uh, cooling system, um, our tank cooling system in the winery, we have also installed um, a couple of, of liquid cooled ACs in the in the in the wine in the in the cellars. So now the cellars are constantly maintained at 13 degrees. I think the cellar, uh, when I visited at that time, was beautiful because it's made very much in traditional style with that yes. um, very well-known um, chalky limestone that's limestone. very typical of Malta. Yeah, so um, it feels um, it feels like it's been there forever. Uh, well, yes. So basically, when we when we when we came around um, in 1992 uh, to start preparing at, at Meridiana here in the, in the middle of Taali, there was basically nothing around. It was all it was all uh, it, it, you know it was all uh, land, I mean land like like a free um, either agriculture or or arable land. Um, we were asked. Um, by the local authorities not to build uh, not to build an ugly winery basically not to build a box <laughs> yeah. um, uh, we we came up with the idea together with our uh, great architects uh, to 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 come up with a design of a local farmhouse mm -hmm. um, uh, and as a matter of fact we we I think we managed pretty well because many people um, are very surprised when they get to know that we do everything here on site um, a lot of people think it's uh, it's just a big house, you know. Um, I, was or, very, or, or, I, I was very sorry. I was very impressed when I visited for that reason because I have visited lots of wineries all over the world, and as you say, some of them are pretty ugly, and they look like big <laughs> industrial units when well, they are big industrial units. But well, um, your your uh, winery, everything like the cellar, every part of the winery is uh, it looks so traditional and so so pleasant and so homely that. Um, as you say, I can imagine visitors would think there was a lot of work done somewhere else. But um, well, at Meridiana, well, at Meridiana, we have the let's say we have the advantage um, of only producing 140,000 bottles of wine a year, um, and probably, um, I I would say most probably when we started when we built the winery back in '97, 
Um, I don't really think we believed we would actually get to 140,000 bottles. Right. So probably the plan the plan was to to produce about 100,000 one nice day. Um, uh, but things progressed uh, very well, I have to say. So so now we're looking at how to try and maybe produce a little bit more. <laughs> Excellent. Well, actually, that brings me to my next question. Produce a little bit more. As I said, Malta is not a very big island, so the amount of land you would have access to is limited. So how are you going to increase your output? This is a, it's a very sensitive uh, subject. There would be, so there would be land available. The only problem is the price of land for agricultural use is extremely high. Awesome. Um, there, okay. there, there is no, there is no way that anyone interested in farming um, or grape growing or whatever, any other crop um, can actually buy land and make it work. Uh, money-wise, um, you you get a return on your investment at these rates after at least twenty years, and no no sound in the mind businessman would would actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the way forward is to we we have a few years ago started replanting our vineyards because after twenty five years the vines begin to suffer, so we 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 started replanting to renew for the next twenty five years, and productions will obviously increase. We try to 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 entice farmers by helping them to plant maybe more vineyards in land which they might have uh, still available for planting. In any case, um, I don't see Meridiana ever um, going to produce hundreds of thousands of bottles. We might maybe one day manage to to go up to 200,000 bottles, but mm-hmm. uh, that would be a, quite a few years from now, I would say. As I say, I came across your wines in some of the restaurants. My last visit, I visited some fabulous restaurants and it, it was actually about six years since the last time I'd been in Malta and I couldn't get over. There's a lot of development going on. There's a lot of beautiful restaurants and hotels going up in this and all of that is is all very positive. But what I thought was interesting was um, for an island that small, you have seven Michelin star restaurants. That's that's something for a gastronomic. You've got five. Oh, you, you, oh, sorry, you've got five with uh, Michelin star, but you have 31 um, that are mentioned, uh, Michelin mentioned. Actually, looking at the list of those, there was two of those that I thought should be with the with the stars. That's why I came up with the seven. That was me. <laughs> I agree with you. There should be more with the stars. <laughs> but um, uh, what, I, what I wanted to ask in a roundabout way is, isn't that a great accolade for, for Meridiana that these Michelin starred or Michelin promoted restaurants are very keen to stock your wine? As you rightly said, in the last few years, uh, we've had a boom of, uh, let's say, finer dining places, because they are not all fine dining, but I would say finer dining, um, offering offering higher quality um, to, to the customers as well. Um, Meridiana has, in total, approximately 480 customers. So we are present in approximately 480 restaurants. Um, as you rightly said, we have 31 restaurants on the guide, five of which have a are. And if I am not wrong, Meridiana is present in all 31. Maybe we are not maybe we are not in only one of them. High level of restoration requires high quality wines. And luckily we are very often present um, in these wine lists. So the better the better the level of local restoration, the the better the chance 
of selling more local wines in general and Meridiana in particular? Well, the good thing for the tourists visiting the island is that um, the price is very, very reasonable as far as work concerned from an Irish point of view. Um, the price of the of your wines, even in the restaurants, is very, 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 very acceptable for that quality. So I'm not I'm not suggesting you increase the prices. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's a pleasant surprise to get such quality wine at such great prices. What about outside of Malta? There are a few places outside of Malta where you can get your wine, I think, are there? If I may say something about the pricing, it's a very common feedback we do get from from foreign visitors to Malta, yeah. and even even visitors who come to the estate, uh, they they all believe that that for the quality they get, the wines are reasonably priced. Um, however, with the with the big influx of of imported wines from Italy, from France, and from the New World, you you'd be surprised, but many locals consider the good Maltese wines to be quite expensive. There are wines, I did notice, like in a supermarket, I saw wines for like three euros and four euros and five euros a bottle. Yes, yes. Um, uh, well, I'm talking about the higher quality of, of local sure. wines, which which there are a few wineries that produce, of course. Um, and these wines are sometimes considered to be expensive because they are very often matched with with maybe more, you know, more popular names, I would say, without getting into the merits of the producer. So, so you get a popular name, um, I don't know, for example, a Chablis, um, and people, when compare prices, they say, oh, your Chardonnay is really great, but, you know, maybe it's a bit expensive. Um, uh, you know, foreign, foreign visitors don't seem to think that. I mean, we we honestly, as Meridiana, we are the least to complain because uh, because we, we our problem is often not having enough wine. So, so to come to come back to your to your last question about whether you find Maltese um, our Meridiana wines overseas. We'd love to export more because, uh, first of all, because we, we we could be able to get Meridiana and Malta known um, in other corners of the world. Um, unfortunately, um, our our production, our limited production, does not allow us to grow as much as we'd like overseas. We have come to where we've come with the with the help of of the local uh, of the local market. So our main priority will always remain to make sure our local clients are served as good as possible. When it comes to some wines, uh, some of the labels where we afford to spare a few bottles, we we gladly we gladly export some wine. Um, we actually uh, sell some wine in Japan, uh, in Switzerland, in Belgium, um, and recently, a year and a half ago, we started exporting some wine to France. I I always, you know, you know, joking with my colleagues here at work, I always say they're the little things that make us happy. Um, having a Maltese wine, having a Maltese Chardonnay, a Maltese Merlot, um, sold in a Michelin star in Paris, uh, it's it, it's it's um, it's a reason for great happiness, honestly, and and a little. And a little pride in what we do as well. well so, course. so, so Maltese wines are starting to to get, um, uh, starting to get. Uh, 
you know, I think a little appreciation that they deserve. Absolutely. Well, I agree with you completely. We're kind of running out of time now. I could chat for ages, but I really, <laughs> I really, yeah, I can always talk about wine, but I really enjoyed visiting the winery and I was very impressed, but I was super impressed with the wines particularly. And I'm looking forward to returning and focusing more on the wines of Malta. But no Meridiana reason. wines are great and it's wonderful to hear the whole story behind them. So thank you very much. And I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Marit. Bye. Bye, Carl. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.